Monday. You made it through the week, and we are right here with you. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Amanda Seals and on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV and get you some good content. If you'd love me even more, then you can subscribe to my Patreon, theamandaverse.com. So much, Amanda. Oh, my God. It's too much. DJ Nails. Happy yep. Friday. It's Friday. You know, this is my favorite day of the week. <laughs> It is your favorite day of the week. What do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to get out of town for the weekend. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna shoot down to Cincinnati and turn up with, uh, with my homeboy G Ham and go and spin a couple events down there. Okay, so it's in Cincinnati. So you know what? Nasty we got we got folks in Columbus and we got folks in Toledo. So shout out to all of our listeners right here in Ohio. There you go. You can go right down to the Natty and <laughs> check out DJ Nails on the ones and twos. All right, what we got going on for Black Red News? All right, New York mayor is saying that retailers must force shoppers to remove their masks when entering stores to prevent crime. It's crazy what a few years would do, right? This guy is insufferable. He really is. This is a very annoying person. Also, by the way, COVID is not done. Just so we're clear, like my agent just got COVID for the first time. Like her whole family just got COVID for the first time and she said it was not pretty. So I just feel like we... we I still wear my mask. I may not wear it as much as I used to, but I definitely still wear my mask when I go into uh, grocery stores. And I wear my mask on planes and in airports, like religiously on play around. But this guy, he's, you know, he plays around because he's a clown. Uh, what else? A jury awarded a black mother and her daughters $8.25 million over unlawful detainment. As much as this is great news, you know who's paying that $8.25 million, right? Taxpayers. Yep. Also, Fat Joe, Kevin Gates, 50 Cent are starting a group. Ha <laughs> ha. Just kidding. <laughs> they are actually individuals who are defending Eminem after Melly Mel criticized Billboard's top 50 rappers of all time. Listen, the, the, the elders are saucy at these lists. They're very upset. First it was Shaka. Now it's Melly. I mean, ah, listen. <laughs> so we'll get into our opinion on that as well as a little bit more. Now, remember, our show's motto is listen, laugh and learn. And we have a sister who drops a message to controlling wives. Listen and see if you agree. So make sure you stick around with us to hear that, okay? This is the Amanda Seals Show. Make sure to follow us on social media at Seals Said It and give us a call 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Shout out to all of our people listening on the podcast who are repping from the NYC. Your mayor, he's a piece of work. He's something else. <laughs> he damn sure is. He was doing an interview on the radio station, and he said, basically, to retailers all across New York City, when people walk into your store and they're wearing a mask, make them take it off. Because it's not about protecting yourself from the pandemic anymore. It's about protecting stuff in your store. <laughs> He said that wearing face masks obstructs stores from identifying potential shoplifters. What? <laughs> I just, I, okay. So <laughs> apparently he said that, you know, people are not allowed to come in your store without taking off their mask. And he said, you know, we, we're not in a pandemic anymore and he wants to be able to identify shoplifters. You know, Nails, it's, you're, you said this last break, but it's time change quick. Real fast. Quick, right? <laughs> Um, you know, apparently like Target and Walmart have said that they've had above average theft for months. You know why? Because things are above average prices. Boom. That's why. Boom. And you know why they're above average prices? Because these corporations are price gouging. We're not in a recession. We are not in a recession, people. They're just charging hella crazy prices. America is not in a recession. And every economist will tell you America's not in a recession. It's just acting like it. The corporations are just acting like it. And the people are the ones who are going to suffer. And that's why you keep getting stuff stolen from your stove. <laughs> and so now people got to have a mask on. I just wish we had come up with clear masks. I wish we had figured that out. Damn. I've seen like a couple people, but it never like really took off. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of taking off, I hope this mother and her daughters book a flight and get on out of here because they deserve a vacation. 
Yeah, this happened over in Cali, man. Uh, the jury awarded a black mom and her two daughters $8.25 million over unlawfully being detained. Ooh. And they were searched outside of Starbucks and they were crying in handcuffs and they were sitting out there for hours. And apparently this jury basically took 16 hours to deliberate and they granted uh, the mom 2.7 mil. They gave both of the daughters 2 million each. And then also in addition, $750,000. Damn. Well, you know, because at the end of the day, they were not told why they were being detained. And that is a complete, like, you are supposed to be given your Miranda rights. You're supposed to be told why you are being arrested. They were held for hours, hours. And of course, you know, this was based on their skin color. You know, and Alameda County, listen, that this is not the first time that we hear stories like this. There were... uh, the deputies were found liable for $2.7 million to the mother and $2 million to each of the daughters, while uh, another person was found liable for $750,000 to both daughters. So the family had been t- detained for hours, and when they were eventually let go, there were no, no, no charges filed. Surprise. Why is this okay? Why is this okay? So, by the way, it violated their first, fourth, and 14th Amendment right, according to a civil lawsuit. And the family's attorney noted that the incident will affect them forever and by the way this money i know we're like yay you get this money you know who's paying this money the taxpayers Mm -hmm. the taxpayers are the ones who pay the money when these civil suits happen that are being charged against these uh these police officers and their who are also being paid by the taxpayers Mm -hmm. that's what we mean when we say defund the police by the way like we're talking about stuff like this like we also mean it in other ways, but this is one of the ways we mean. Like defund meaning like, why are we the ones funding this? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we also funding their errors when we are not even allowed to charge them criminally? If we were able to charge police criminally, I bet you they would have a lot less issues because we're only to charge them. We're only allowed to charge them civilly and they're not even responsible for the actual pain of the repercussions. Hmm. Ah, coming up next, we're going to talk about hip hop because Melly Mel is upset. Melly Mel of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five shaded Eminem over Billboard's top 50 rappers of all time. And we are going to talk about yet another elder who is upset over a list. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. This is a place where we love hip hop, okay? I'm a hip hop head. I have been a fan of hip hop for my life. And uh, I also understand that there's different flavors and different strokes for different folks. Now, Fat Joe, Kevin Gates, and others have come to Eminem's defense because Melly Mel, who is a legend, he's actually inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to my knowledge. Uh, He claimed that his minted status in rap, Eminem that is, was merely because of his skin color. A lot of people were... They were agreeing with it, but he ended up getting he ended up getting a lot of heat for it. And there's some rappers, like you said, Fat Joe, 50 Cent, Kevin Gates, and a few others. They defended him. I don't disagree with them. And like I said, I love it when the OGs talk spicy like this. And it's hard to argue when it talks when you talk about hip hop with somebody like Melly Mel. He's a legend. But I got to side with 50 Cent, Fat Joe, Kevin Gates, and the other rappers. Eminem deserves to be on this list and deserves to be up there really high. Well, okay, so when I was talking about um, black music as it relates to Shaka Khan and Adele and, you know, the the white singers that were above her on the list for the best singers of all time, I was saying that, you know, I feel like a lot of those singers definitely do get a lot of props because of their capabilities to sing in a style that has been more so relegated. Well, not more so that has been created and and. popularized and refined by black folks. And so there's always a certain level of like, Ooh, wow. Like, like not, it's very novel, right? It doesn't discount the fact that like they make good songs. It doesn't discount that they do have a talent, but I do think that there is that level of element. Now, Melly Mel is applying the same thing to Eminem. And I'm not saying that there isn't like some validity to it to a certain extent, but I just feel like Eminem was also incredibly skilled at his craft of rapping. Amen. All right. Like (laughs) it's not just like he had a voice, like he is not just singing other people's songs. Like he is writing the raps. He's delivering the raps. He's putting the albums together. 
He's giving you a whole world, okay? How do you argue with, nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. It's a bunch of gibberish. I'm actually forgot about Dre. Like, how are you arguing with that? Like, that's a cadence that's all his own. <laughs> like, he wrote that. And for what it's worth, like, he has been up against some of the best MCs of all time and held his own. And in some cases, like on Jay-Z's Renegade on Blueprint 3, like, he surpasses. Come on, up. come so, on, man. Talk that talk. I, and, and let, well, let me just also say, I am not, like, Eminem's not in my top five. Like, he's not in my top five, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get yeah. it. And I think... When he says, would he have been in that top five position if he was just another uh, brother? Um, you know, I will say this. I know a lot of MCs, right? I have a really deep, deep knowledge of rappers. And there's a lot of incredible lyricists out here uh, that are brothers. You know, people like the Jizza, right? From mm -hmm. from the Wu-Tang. Like people mm -hmm. like Cannabis. Um you know, people like Black Thought, people like Most Deaf, you know, these are incredible lyricists and wordsmiths, right? And even with all of their skill set, it's still like there's, a, there's another element that I think Eminem brings, which is that he had a whole character, you know, like he had a whole element of performance and of artistry to his whole package. And I'm not saying that those guys... Don't, but I don't think they had it at the same, I don't think they focused on it as much as Eminem did. Um, and I think that was what made him also stand out where it's like someone like, um, DMX. I think a lot, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that like DMX was being himself, but like a lot of what sold DMX in the beginning was like, he was a whole experience. Dark man. You know? X. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> so I think that's part of it. And, uh, I would love to hear from you guys. What do you think? one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 I think at the end of the day, Melly Mel was just mad that he was so low on the list. That's what it is. <laughs> and the thing about it is that, listen, Melly Mel, great influencer and, you know, great part of the, the movement and the, the legacy of rap. But as the as the craft developed, I think we got to see folks that like took it to another level. And those folks ended up higher on the list. Hit me up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. When we get back, we got a sister who's dropping a message to controlling wives. Listen and see if you agree. Right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we're here at the Amanda Seals Show, and uh, we love to play these little messages that people be throwing out on the internets because I feel like they be really feeling like they ate. You know what I'm saying? Like they really be saying something like, I'm going to tell y'all something. <laughs> and sometimes I really agree, and sometimes I'm just like, eh. And so I'm curious uh, what you all think about this one. Let's play it. If your husband listened to everything you told him to do, he wouldn't be your husband. He would be your child. You see, there's a big difference between parenting and partnering. And marriage is supposed to be an opportunity for two people to come together with their own ideas, their own opinions and challenges that you guys get to work through in deciding what is best for the both of you to continue growing and moving forward together. But your controlling spirit will trick you into believing that by you being in control and dictating what happens and when and how that you will just feel better, that things will just be more efficient that way. But what I want to remind you of is that your controlling spirit is only an opportunity for you to lose yourself, build up a whole bunch of resentment, and eventually burn out. You understand? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, you know, I think that there's definitely some truth. Like when she was saying the part about like your controlling spirit can make you try to keep yourself from disappointment. I will definitely tell you that I think a lot of us be seeing something ahead of time or seeing the way things, something's going to go or just be wanting, just be knowing like that there's something that we can all do that's going to make something better. And so we will try to really like steer it in that direction. And we think like we're being helpful because we're being watchful, but really what we're doing is we're trying to control our disappointment. That's what we're trying to do. And ultimately all you can do is like present people with the tools and hope that they utilize those tools. And then if they don't, you know, if they don't do the thing that's best for both of you, because that's what she said, right? Like, it's really mm -hmm. about like two people coming together to decide like what are the things that are best for us, et cetera, et cetera. And if they don't decide to do those things, well, then that becomes another conversation about like, well, what are we really doing? 
if we're not, if we're going to come together and decide to do things that are best for us and we don't do those things and then I got to like press you and then it feels like I'm like controlling you, then what's that? I think that's one thing. Now, what she said in the beginning about like, if your husband does everything you told him to do, like he would be your child. It's like, well, I mean, there's also like just not telling someone to do something. It's like, you just ask. Right. And like, mm-hmm, I would, mm-hmm. I do everything Devon asked me to do. <laughs> like, cause he ain't asking me to do no, nothing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But like, we, there's, there's nothing Devon has asked me to do that. I was like vehemently opposed to or whatever. Like, what? but I definitely know there's things that I have asked of Devon where he's just like, I don't feel like it. <laughs> and it's and, like, and, and sometimes right. that makes the, your relationship like interesting and fun, right? Because somebody, this, this basically was the lady basically saying, she sounds like the one chick who would basically be out there with one of her friends and sitting somewhere and they'll see her, she'll see her husband walk past. She'll be like, look at him. I can't stand his ass. But that's my, that's my mother. That's mine right there. Like, that's what type, that's what it sounds like. She's that type of like, you love him, but you know, I can't stand his none insert whatever she asks him to do and he doesn't do it ass. <laughs> I guess. I mean, she just sounds like somebody who's, you know, trying to tell everybody like, <laughs> I think she has a friend who's doing this and it bothers her. So she told the Instagrams. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of times how my, my videos happen. I see somebody do something and it bothers me. So then I take it to the Instagrams, you know? So there's that. <laughs> I think she had a friend in the car with the video. So I think they were talking mess about somebody. And she was like, you know what? Let me take this to the gram. Let me take this to the TikTok." you know? So, but ultimately we got to just remember you cannot control anybody. You can only control yourself. And that's really what it boils down to. And it takes a lot of discipline to really, really lean into that and believe that and release yourself from feeling like if you are not trying to control the situation, that you are going to be the victim of it. It's a doozy. All right, y'all. Coming up, we go to our phones to hear what you're saying. Next up on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. We are here at The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. And whether you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, or you're listening on the radio right now, you always hear these conversations. We're going on social media to the airwaves in the podcast right now. 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. When you hear us talking about something, you can chime in like right now at 855-AMANDA-8. Let's go to the phones. First, Amanda, this is Martine calling from Utah. You know, I was not born and raised here. I come from an Asian mother, born and raised in Brooklyn. But I have made my adulthood <laughs> in Utah. First, I want to say you guys are killing it. Every day I'm talking to you guys as you're talking on your... And I listen to it as a podcast, not on the radio. I know we're way out west. But I brought her down to you from the beginning. I got your book. I watch your small doses. I have that, that situation. And I just want to say keep up the good look. Keep up the good look. Thank you, Martin. Shout out to all the Haitian passe. I really appreciate that. You know what? She let y'all know I got a book. You can get the book. Small doses. We got the paper bag. We got the hardcover. We got the audible. So we don't just got the podcast, small doses. We got the book, y'all. So go out and get that. Thank you so much for calling. We love a... We love a joyful caller that's just like happy with what we're doing. We really appreciate that. And she's listening on the podcast. That lets me know that we're doing the right thing, man. Y'all listening in different ways. Some on the call, some on the pod, some on the online. In Utah. Utah. Yes. Shout out to us making it all the way to the Salt Lakes. For the Salt Lakes. Coming up next, we got to talk about Toni Morrison, the legend, being honored with a stamp. So we're going to talk about that when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Yeah, man, 
It is Friday. Yay, yay. It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show. Rocking out with y'all. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Amanda Seals and to check me out on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. DJ Nails, what's going on? What do we got for the people this hour? I'm not got some black here at News. Our first story, Oversight Committee Republicans won't sign the Democrats' letter. And get this, get this. Denouncing white supremacy. So this is for all of y'all out there who be like, Republicans, Democrats are the same thing. Well, it doesn't really get much plainer than this in how they are different at this present point in our nation's history. I'm not saying there hasn't been a lot of similarities, but at this point where we are right now, this example should clear things up for you. So please stick around to find out what we're talking about. What else we got? Americans are socializing less, believe it or not. Is this making the country unhappy? I mean, I think a lot of this country unhappy and i think part of the reason we socialize less is because of the way the country is going but i have my own thoughts on that and i'm sure you do too so we'll get into that also tony morrison the legend is being honored so we're gonna tell you how and also we got my things i learned this week and this is the women's history month edition all right so we're gonna get into that now remember if you miss any of the show you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to catch me doing some stand-up comedy, make sure you check me out this weekend. Tonight, I will be at Laugh Factory Hollywood here in Los Angeles at 7.30. And you can catch me tomorrow at the Laugh Factory at 7.45. I will also be at the Ice House in Pasadena tomorrow night at 10 p.m. So I hope to see you all there getting these laughs. Now, listen, laugh, and learn with us right now because it's the Amanda Seals Show. Y'all, see Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. Let's just, okay, let, lay it out for them, Nails. Just lay it out for them, and then I gotta give my two cents. Okay, so basically, up in Congress in D.C., Democratic members on the House Oversight Committee they asked their Republican colleagues just to sign a two sentence statement that plainly rejects white supremacy, white nationalism, and a far right conspiracy theory that suggests that politicians are intentionally seeking to displace white Americans by loosening immigration. Right. All 26 Republicans did not sign it. They refused to sign it. And they even used this as an excuse. They said it's a distraction. That was their reason for not signing this. I don't know how this is a distraction. It's a very basic letter that for its purpose is to let the American public know this is where we stand. That's it. That's what it is. And the fact that they would refuse to sign it is indicative of the fact that they are definitely committed to pushing forward these actual thoughts. Now, let me just tell you what the actual words were. All it said is statement denouncing white nationalism and white supremacy. We members of the Committee on Oversight and Accountability together denounce white nationalism and white supremacy in all its forms including the great replacement conspiracy theory. These hateful and dangerous ideologies have no place in the work of the United States Congress or our committee. Why would you not sign that? You wouldn't sign it because you don't feel like these are important things that your nation needs to take attention to. You just don't. And I think that there's going to be, be people who try and spin this and be like, well, even if the Democrats signed it, they not acting like that, which is simply just not true. We are in an era right now where we are seeing efforts being made that are stopped by Republicans, right? Like the Democrats have tried to put forth the George Floyd anti-policing bill. Like Democrats have tried to put forth, you know, um, methods for like the tax child credit and, and the loan, the loan um, forgiveness, both of which would greatly impact black and brown communities. Right. And mm -hmm. it always gets stopped. It gets stopped. It gets stopped. So we've seen this. And yet and still people will still be like Republicans, and Democrats are the same thing. So that's not why I'm, that's why I'm not going to vote. And that's my issue. If you're using that as your reason for not voting, you need to understand that that is a complete straw man argument. It makes no sense. It's completely false. And I don't care what we're talking about. You can't keep referencing the past if you're ignoring the present. And this right here in our present day is a very clear example that the Republicans do not care 
about fighting white supremacy, racism, white nationalism, and the great replacement theory moving forward. They don't care about it because they want it to move forward. Yep. Because it supports their cause. Yep. And if you need more than this to understand that, well then baby, I don't know what. I don't know what to get. I don't know what to tell you. You just you just choose an ignorance. So that's my thoughts. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> I, I, I just wanted you to keep going because you were just basically saying everything that's on my mind. But I'm going to just go to the next story right here. Americans are socializing less. And they're saying it's making us less happy. So this is from the pandemic. Remember during the pandemic, everybody was locked down in the house. And, you know, post-pandemic coming out of this, people are still not being as social as they were pre-pandemic. And it's being said that a lot of people in this study right here is basically saying it was a 2000 uh, person who was eligible voters in the United States are basically saying 37 percent of their friends are less sociable and 42 percent of them are saying that they are less sociable than they were in 2019. This I, I, I agree with this and I believe it because I see it every day when I walk around, you speak to somebody and they just look at you and they give you that, you know, that. There's radio. They can't see you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that little smirk. I don't even know how we how do we define that? That, you know, that smile with it's no okay. It's like the quick smile. It's like the, it's a, it's the, it's the smile. It's like the grand opening, grand closing smile. It's like, mm, yeah. I'm here. You get that all the time now. You know, there are research who say that like socializing is a fundamental human need. You know, we're wired to connect with others and uh, that lack of social connection can therefore have like serious consequences for our well-being. And I think that's very true. I think there's a certain level of uh, introversion that a lot of us have. And that was definitely compounded by the pandemic. I know for me. I've definitely had to start forcing myself to be more sociable again, not just because, not because I like being sociable per se, but for that exact reason, like you just need to be in the the world. Like, and yeah. there's ways in which you can do that that are on your own terms, you know, but ultimately you can't just keep yourself in a hermit uh, place because also it's not healthy for your brain. Like I had like a week or so I had like a week and a half where I really didn't have a lot to do outside the house. And so I was just kind of like at home and like that quickly is all it took for my chemicals to just switch up and to throw me into a depression. And I'm still working my way out of it. So I think, you know, there's something true to this. And I think what it is is also that look at what goes on outside. You getting shot up at the grocery store, you getting shot up at parades you know, you getting you, you got to see people being Karens everywhere, racists everywhere. They got Confederate flags thrown everywhere. So I know for black people, it's also just like, ugh, who yep. want to deal with that? Exhausting. You got cops everywhere. And then like in our own communities, there's so much violence as well. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot. So it's 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 really definitely like a time for us to start creating more safe spaces. And um, I know with my podcast, Small Doses, like I'm working on trying to get some small doses brunches put together as a safe space where folks can come and, you know, network and mingle. And again, it said that people don't have close friends. I have seen so many people come to my Smart, Funny and Black show by themselves and say that they actually made friends at the show that they continue to be friends with. So, by the way, tickets are on sale for Smart, Funny and Black at the (laughs) Novo in L.A. on May 18th. Come and get you a friend. Book a ticket. Come and get you a friend. Okay. We make everybody introduce themselves to each other. Come and get you a friend because it's about community. All right. Well, we got more for you. What you going to say? I was going to say unpopular opinion, but I think social media plays a role in this as well. Hell yeah. You just be on your phone. And people be thinking nails that like because they've interacted with somebody on social media that they have like socialized. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's not the same. It has its thing. It has its it has its perks, but it's not the same. Now, coming up next, someone who is one of a kind, Toni Morrison, honored and unveiled at Princeton. I'm not going to tell you what she was honored with until you come back. So stick around right here to The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. We are here at The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. And, well, y'all, one of the greats of all time, Toni Morrison, is being honored in a very special way. What is happening, Nails? Yeah, she's being immortalized forever on a stamp that's honoring her. I mean, she's a prolific writer, the editor. She's a scholar and a mentor. And this was unveiled on Tuesday morning in a tribute at Princeton University, where she taught for almost two decades. And guest speaker who also has some close personal relationships with Ms. Morrison and spoke over Zoom included former president Barack Obama, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey 
as well as the Librarian mm-hmm. of Congress, Carla Hayden. And this is a month-long series of events that are, are paying tribute to Ms. Morrison, who died in 2019 at the age of 88. Now, if you don't know this, in 1993, Ms. Morrison became the first black woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. Immortalized. And she talks about like what it was like when she found that out in her documentary. Um, and uh, it's just really crazy just to find out like how the prize is announced. And, you know, when you, you cause like they basically nominate everybody and then you find out like you just get a call one morning. Oh. And they're just oh. like, you won, you won. And uh, so she tells that story. It's a documentary called The Pieces I Am that is really, really fantastic that you all should check out if you want to get more information on the late, great, and not just information, but more connection to the late, great Toni Morrison. She's just said so many incredible things through her writing, through her work. Um, I have a book by Toni Morrison that a lot of people don't know about called um, The Black Book. And it's literally just a book of blackness. Like, it's just a picture mm. book. Like, it's just photos and news clippings and collages and art. And uh, I bought, like, 14 copies. And I gave seven away to my staff for Christmas one year. <laughs> I just keep the seven. And I just choose who gets to give them. Sometimes I give them away to people when they come to the house. So rest in peace with the late Tony Morrison. And I will be getting one of those stamps because my mom is going to end up getting it and send it to me. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Show. What's happening? It's Friday, and this is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Nails, and it's time for Things I Learned This Week. That's when Amanda's about to tell you some things that she learned this week. Listen, laugh, and learn. That's not just a saying. It's actually what we do over here at the Amanda Seal Show. And I would love to hear from you guys about things that you learned this week. Call me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It could be everything from, I learned that I got a promotion and they gave me a new corner office. It could be, I learned that my best friend is whack AF. It could be putting your kid on the phone to tell us that they learned their times tables. All of the above. I want to hear from y'all because I really feel like there's a this country is really working its way back to ignorance on a daily basis. So when we actually like amplify learning and make it sound cool, then we as a community can also enhance each other's knowledge and our support for each other. Now, today's things I learned this week is dedicated to Women's History Month. And this week, we also celebrated International Women's Day on Wednesday. So here's some things that I learned this week. Before 1978, women could legally be fired from their workplace for being pregnant. 1978, okay? Before 1974, women were not able to apply for credit or have their own checking accounts. Mm -hmm. Before 1977, workers could not take action against sexual harassment in the workplace. Nope. Not allowed. Before 1973, get this one, women could not serve on a jury. And this was in all 50 states before 1973. Before 1998, okay, 98, workers were not guaranteed maternity leave. Nope. Let's take it back to the 70s. Before 1972, women couldn't run in the Boston Marathon. But by the way, many ran illegally before 1972 in disguises. (laughs) Or they were in like the same route, just not like on the actual pitch or the track. And last but not least, before 2018, that's 2018, mothers could not publicly breastfeed. And this was in all 50 states. Damn. (laughs) Right. Wow. So one thing I want y'all to keep in mind is that a lot of these changes were made in the 70s, right? There were a lot of these changes were made in the 70s. And when we look at the changes that are happening in our government right now, and we see the repeals that are happening, we realize that a lot of the people who are really pushing for this 
are people who were either like young in the 70s and didn't seem like younger and like didn't have the same amount of power or people who really feel like their access to power and dominance has been truncated in the time since the seventies because of women's access to more. And also because of other people in like other groups, right? Black people, immigrants, et cetera. So now we know like, Oh, well, these things that were just regular for a lot of us, like these weren't regular for a long time. The seventies was not that long ago. And so for a lot of these people that are trying to think, bring things back, they were alive when it wasn't this way. And they want to go back to a time that made them feel comfortable. Y'all better wake up. (laughs) The seventies was 50 years ago. Y'all 2018 was five years ago. Y'all better wake up. Listen, this is real. And these people saw it. They saw it slip from their hands and they're trying to get it back. So it's going to be, it's going to mean that a lot of us, all of us have to stay vigilant on not letting that happen. Happy things I learned this week, the Women's History Month edition. We're going to keep it going. Every Friday, I got things I learned this week, and I want to hear from you about the things that you learned this week. So hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more of the Amanda Seal Show when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wherever you get your podcast, if you're listening on the air right now and you missed a full episode of the show, you can go and type in The Amanda Seal Show wherever you get your podcast and listen to full episodes of the podcast right there. All right. Let's go to the phone lines at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Yesterday, we talked about the uh, Powerball winner over in California that won $2 billion and he splurged on a mansion with crazy stuff inside of it. What would you do if you won $2 billion? 855-262-6328. Uh, regarding the $2.3 billion, the first thing that I would buy or attempt to buy is a local sports team, like a basketball team, you know, baseball, football, because that would never go out of business. And you're only going to make more money. So that's what I would do with that money. I would try to buy a sports team. That brother's smart. Let's put our income tax check together. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really great idea. And it sounds like it's a brother. And, you know, listen, we don't have enough black folks that are in these spaces in leadership. So I think that would be a great use of the bread. And he's right. That's going to keep making returns, baby. It's going to keep making returns. Let me know what you would buy, 1-855-AMANDA-8, or what you would do, 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss anything from the show, you can check out our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're always taking calls from you guys because our phone lines never close. Coming up next, we'll be talking about all types of more stuff because that's what we do here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We This is the Amanda Seal Show. Happy Friday. We are here for you and with you every day, Monday through Friday. And if you missed it, you know, you can just check it out on where you get your podcast at. DJ Nails, what we got coming up this hour? Well, coming up, we're going to get into some blaggy red news. All right. Our first story is going to be about New York City. They actually got to cough up some bread. Twenty one five. That's twenty one thousand five hundred dollars to over three hundred protesters who was subjected to kettling by the police during the George Floyd demonstrations of 2020. And we're going to tell you what kettling means as well, so stick around for that. Also, what else we got going on? Tiger Woods. Well, he, his ex-girlfriend suing him for $30 million of them things, and you won't believe why she's suing him. I do. I know. I, I will absolutely believe why. Because Tiger <laughs> Woods, he, y'all, that's not... he. 
He a good golf player. He ain't a good dude. That's a fact. And also, we got Friday. We're going to go to social media, play some interesting posts that are trending. Uh, I really like this post right here. It's NBA or NFL. That's all I'm going to tell you. So you got to stick around to find out what that means. All right. Now we're going to talk about what we're doing this weekend and also where you can come and get me, uh, check me out doing some stand-up comedy. So make sure you stick around for that. Remember, our socials are at Seals Said It. So if you want to check in with us on the social medias, that's what you got to do. And give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. Let's get into some black hearing news. Yeah, finally, we're seeing police being held accountable. Well, certain things. Well, 300 protesters actually getting paid $21,500 each from New York City because they were subjected to kettling by police back in June of 2020 during the George Floyd protest. Now, kettling, for those who don't know, is uh, it's what police use as a tactic. They surround protesters and confining us into a small area so we can't leave or disperse, which is the point of why they're out there, right? They want us to disperse. But this situation comes from that class action lawsuit from over in the Bronx. They're saying that they kettled all these people together. So finally, uh, police are being held accountable because it's actually going to cause some change as well in their police tactics. Well, the thing is that kettling is deemed unconstitutional by a federal judge. So that's the thing. Like, if you want people to disperse then you can't stop them from dispersing in order to yep. arrest them. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. The kettling is the fact that they kettle them and then they arrest them. It's like, well, if you want us to disperse, you can't entrap us. It's it's because it's entrapment, essentially. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, it's also dangerous, too, because they squeeze you together, you know. And for what it's worth, it really is just the police trying to make it impossible for people to get away and then harm them. I mean, that's really what it is. And and dare I say, it's a way that they try and get you all, you know, in this small little confined area and they make it agitates you. It makes you want to actually lash out and it makes you want to react. Right. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So, you know, the payment and reforms aim to compensate and prevent future violations of protesters rights and during demonstrations, but that's not the case, especially not the case in in New York because their governor, I mean, their mayor is like, is a cop and he was 100% supportive of the police doing whatever it took to, to silence the protesters. So we'll see how that works out. And remember every time these police lose a civil suit, it's taxpayers money that's paying them. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not the police fund. It's not the fraternal order of police. When they lose a civil suit, it is taxpayer money that is paying it. And you cannot file criminal charges as an as an individual against the police. It has to be the state that is filing the criminal charges. So therefore, this is the only method that people can use to actually get justice a lot of times. And when we do, we still have taxpayers who are paying them, not the police, which is why the police continue to act up because they don't have any real repercussion. What else is coming up? Speaking of Uh, people acting up. Tiger Woods, he's being sued by his ex-girlfriend for $30 million after he kicked her out. And she claims he changed the locks on her ass. So this happened down in Hobie Sound in Florida. And according to these documents right here, her name's Erica Herman and Tiger Woods. They broke up last fall. Then they've been living together down there in Hobie Sound for six years. And during that time, Erica said that she performed some valuable services. Wonder what that is, right? For Tiger Woods for exchange mm-hmm. to live there for free. And then she also admits that none of this was in writing. It was all just a verbal agreement, or as they say in this in this paperwork, an oral Tennessee agreement agreement. <laughs> mm-hmm. He changed the locks on her ass. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I don't know what would have happened that mean that would make you feel like, you know, you can't just let somebody get their things and leave. I'm not sure like what the what what are the steps that take place that would make you do that. If someone lived with you for 6 years, mm. that's that's somebody that is a squatter. Like they live with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like you can't just casually ex- expel them out of the place like that. And to do this also takes a certain level of like heartlessness. We've just seen so many stories. I mean, story after story after story after story of Tyler Woods just being a trash dude. Just a trash dude. And we, we know that this is like not surprising. I mean, 
My mom read his um, memoir and he said he doesn't say thank you. Really? <laughs> like I, it was either his, it was either the memoir or it was autobiography. I think it was autobiography. Not sorry. It was either biography or a memoir, but yeah, he doesn't say thank you. Apparently that's what, that's what he operates why. on. He doesn't say thank you. Like that's like a thing. I mean, you know, and he's also like, he was raised like a prince. You know, you need to be, de- you need to be disciplined. Like you need to be taught manners. Like these are things that have to be like taught to you. And if you just keep doing so well at your craft and making money, I guess a lot of parents feel like, well, I don't want to disrupt that by like telling uh, you that yeah, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> well, and now, now we got him over here changing locks. I mean, <laughs> listen, ain't this a man who just got in a car accident, like almost died the other day. He almost died the other day. Like, yeah, like two, yeah, like maybe a year or two ago, he got a crazy, crazy, crazy car accident, like in the canyon over here in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember narcissism yeah it just sounds it sounds like narcissism is what it sounds like but hey i ain't in the situation wishing her the best of luck and she just learned a lesson if you're living with somebody and you want to make sure that you're taken care of and they have a history of being a terrible person get it in writing get it in home (laughs) coming up next we're going to go to social media and play some of the interesting posts that are trending and this one is about uh the nba or the nfl we're going to clue you in on what this all means when we get back don't move the amanda seal show we up we up we up all right welcome back to the amanda seal show i'm amanda seals now i be on this internet all the goddamn day pretty much you know what i'm saying if i'm not on the internet promoting you know my shows my podcast small doses this show the amanda seal show my show the smartphone and black show which is going to be at the novo in los angeles on may 18th or i'm on there like you know, talking about things in politics or social commentary or, you know, social justice, et cetera. Or I'm just looking around. And never so often I look around and I find a post that I feel like is really interesting and I think it's impactful. And so I want to share one of those posts with you right here. Check it out. Listen close. Listen close. And he said, Dad, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yep. I think a lot of folks were probably very surprised, just like the people in the, in the video. What? Yeah. You see, the thing about Congress and the thing about the Senate and these things, like, you don't have to have like a certain level of education. You don't have to have a clear record. Like, And once you're in, once you're in position, do you know that like we reported the other day, Trump can run for office of the president while he is indicted. <laughs> like this is where we're at. These are the people that get to be in these positions and then they get to be on committees. You know, like there's people who are on committees that are actually supposed to be tasked with making sure that, you know, the FCC is operating properly, that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, which handles stocks and bonds and all of that, that it's operating properly. There's people that are on those committees that are also buying stocks and bonds. If you're on a committee that is determining how the market moves wouldn't it be an actual criminal act for you to then be buying stocks and bonds in the market that you're moving? That's a classic white collar crime, in my opinion. Yeah. Not NBA or NFL. Our nation's finest. Yep. Folks that are breaking laws are still making laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why when we talk about crime and criminals and all that stuff, it's a very loose language. It's not as clean and cut and dry as a lot of us would like to think it is. You know, the criminals are not just the people who are doing violent crimes and heinous things. The criminals are also the folks in the middle in the gray area who are doing things and getting away with it. And then getting to also be in position to make others have to pay the price. 
And I feel like that's a crime of hypocrisy. If you ask me, what do y'all think about this? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we come back, I want to tell y'all, I got back on stage this week doing some stand-up, and I got to tell y'all about a little uh, epiphany I had. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And uh, so, Nails, I recently realized, like, okay, it's time. I got to start getting ready because I want to do a stand-up special this year. I want to do another stand-up special this year. I'm working on doing that in D.C. in May. That's my goal, shooting that in D.C. in May. But in the meantime, in between time, uh, I got to get back on stage. I was like, I have to get back on stage doing stand-up because I haven't really been performing uh, in this new year. And I was doing a show at the Improv on Tuesday night. And I think a lot of comedians will tell you that when you haven't been on stage for a while, you really are like, am I still funny? Like, I don't know if I'm still good at this. Like, you just get the same doubt every time. I mean, maybe some others don't because they have a lot more either confidence or arrogance. But I know me and a lot of my peers feel that way when we have like a when we haven't been on stage, you feel like you got to get your stage legs, your sea legs. Mm. And um, when I whenever I go through this, the the same thing pops in my mind. And it's like, oh man, like Amanda, you're not a punchline comic. You need to be more of a punchline comic. You know, you always tell stories, but you need to be more of a punchline comic. Like, I don't know, man, you got to step that up. You got to step that up. And I got to tell y'all, I was very proud of myself because on Tuesday night I was at the Hollywood Improv and I went on stage and I had no idea what I was going to talk about because I didn't want to do material. I wanted to start out with something that was going to be off the top of my head. And I talked for seven minutes about this drag queen BS and people being afraid of drag queens. And I will tell you, your girl is a comic. Your girl is a comic. <laughs> your girl is a comic. There were punchlines. There were stories. There was comparisons. I really just impressed myself. And I feel like at this age, anytime you impress yourself, you got to really own that. Because a lot of times you feel like you don't get the opportunity to do that. But I really did. I impressed myself, y'all. So I can't wait to, to really refine this bit about drag queens. and Because someone on my Instagram nails had said, well, would you want NWA to be reading books to children at libraries? <laughs> I'm just like... I mean, this is a false equivalency, but it's also hilarious to picture because what <laughs> would it sound like, you know? And it's not, because in, in their mind, Easy e is going to be there like, there were three little mother effing pigs. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> but we all know that it's F the police. Like that's really uh-huh. what it would end up sound like. But anyways, I'm not going to give you all, I'm not going to give you all my punchlines and my bits. You got to come out and see the shows, all right? So you can come out. Come out this weekend. I'll be at the Hollywood Improv tonight at, uh, wait, what day is it? It's Friday. I'll be actually at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood tonight at 7.30. Tomorrow, that's Saturday, I will be at the C- at the Hollywood Laugh Factory again tomorrow at 7.45. And later that night, I will be at the Pasadena Ice House, 10 p.m. So come and get these jokes, y'all. Come and get you, these jokes. You put me on something right there. I didn't know that. I mean, I, obviously, when comedians are starting to get on the stage, of course, you got that stage fright, the little nerves and whatnot. But- Somebody who's experienced as you, you've been in the business for 30 years, and I didn't know that you would still get those nerves when you get on the stage after being away for maybe like four or five, maybe six months. I don't know that it's nerves as much as it's kind of like doubt, which I feel like is something kind of different. Like, I'm not like nervous, like, oh, can I do this? But I'm, I am like, kind of like, well, let's just see. Like, whereas I, I, when, once I'm like by... I will say by Saturday's show, like, it's going to be like, <laughs> what we doing? You oh, feel me? Right. And um, it's back. Yeah, we back at it. I mean, at this, I will tell you this. At this point, like, I can get on any stage at any time and I'll figure it out. Like, you're not going to be able to know that I'm thinking this in my head. Like, that's the good, no. that's the thing. At this point, you will never know that this is what's happening in my head. Like, Devon will come to my shows with me and he's always just like... How do you go from telling me in the car that you don't know what you're going to talk about and then do 20 minutes 
of jokes. I'm just <laughs> like, I, that's just that's how I do. Because I'm the hove of comedy for me in terms of how I write. Like, I don't write the raps. Hove didn't, I'm sorry, I don't write the jokes. Hove didn't write the raps. I write them on stage. So, oh, you know. Okay. Nice. It's happening in real time off the top of my head. They were never written down before. So like this drag queen conversation, there was nothing like I had prepared. It was just like, all right, we're going to ride the wave and see what happens. So <laughs> proud of myself. Want to share it with y'all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> you got to share the good times. <laughs> Keep it like right here at the Amanda Steele Show. We got some calls to take when we get back. The Amanda Steele Show. We up. Hope y'all got us turned up in your car right now on your way to work or on your way from work or wherever you're listening to your podcast at. You might be cleaning the house. Turn us on on your podcast in your house while you're getting your house all spotted, get shined up. All right, 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. That's the number if you want to chime in on any of the conversation you hear us talk about right here on the Amanda Seal Show. And this week, man, y'all delivery drivers have been chiming in. Do you tip? Do you not tip? Do the tippers want to give it up? Do the drivers want to receive a tip? 855-262-6328. Hi, Amanda. This is Emily. I'm in Las Vegas. A lot of times people don't tip because they've never worked for tips. And, you know, black people have a reputation for not tipping. And and sometimes we don't because of white supremacy. We don't have the money. But it dawned on me. I was listening to a comedian, Ralphie May, white guy, and he said, black people start tipping. And my immediate response was, give us our reparations and we will. And I looked around. I'm like, who said that? I live alone. So it dawned to do the epigenetics. It's in our DNA. We're angry. Black people are angry and we have something to be angry about because America has owes us a debt it doesn't want to pay. So even if we don't know we're angry consciously, so I think sometimes that's why we don't tip. So Amanda, I love your show. Keep uh, keeping us laughing and teaching. Stay blessed. Thank you. Um, so I always leave like a two dollar tip and then based on when they get there, um, I might adjust it down or up because I live on the third floor. And so, like you said, mentioned earlier, like if they're willing to come up those three flights of stairs, okay, then then I might do a little extra. Um, I've also had people tell me to come outside, outside the gate, like meet them at the road. So, therefore, like, no, I'm not going to leave a tip. Like, I'm going to take that $2 tip away. But I hear, like, I wouldn't take the $2 tip away at that point, but I'm not going to add to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's like a, I'm going to tip you because you're making the effort. Like you're, you're picking the stuff up. I don't got to stand in line. I don't got to wait for the food. I don't got to go get it. So there's that. But that extra level of service of like, I'm going to get out the car and come and bring it to you. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to applaud that. We're going to award that. So that's what it is. We've been talking about this all week long. Y'all have a lot of thoughts on this. And it also lets me know a lot of us ain't cooking. Nope, <laughs> yeah. we are not cooking. <laughs> That's what it also let me know. Hilarious. Now, coming up next, we're going to be taking calls on this question. Would you marry somebody who was unemployed? We're going to share it next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We The weekend is nigh. It is right around the corner. I'm your homegirl, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Amanda Seals. And you can check me out on the YouTubes at Amanda Seals TV and get you some extra added, funny, hilarious, smart, intellectual, witty content. If you're missing that in your life, well, baby, I got it for you. Nails, what do we got coming up next on this Black Year News before we get out of here? Filing this under things you love to see. Some sneakers that a black teen decide, uh, designed, <laughs> decided, designed to be featured in Oscar gifting suites this weekend. Yep, it's going down, and the Oscars is going down this weekend. So make sure you check a look at that and see, uh, you know, the two black people that are nominated and support. What else we got? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're also going to the phone lines at 855-AMANDA-8. Again, 855-262-6328. We're going to play some of your phone calls on the air. Yeah, we got a lot of people answering this question. You know, would you marry someone who was unemployed? Yep. I know y'all got thoughts, and we got time to play them. We also got my favorite. Well, it's not really my favorite. All the segments are my favorite. But we got my Friday feature, Things I Learned This Week. And this is going to be the Women's History Month edition. So I'm going to tell you all a bunch of stuff that you may not have known about what women were allowed to do in this country as recently as the 70s. I'm sure a lot of these will surprise you. So stick around for that. All right. Now, coming up next, we got more show for you. Don't forget to hit us up on social media at Seal Said It and give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn. See Amanda Seal Show. Yes, y'all, it's Amanda Seals here, and it's time to get into some Black Hero news. It is Oscar season, and the gifting suites at the Oscars are a big thing, y'all. People go to the gifting suites if they can get invited, and they get all this, like, free stuff. And it's actually a big deal for, like, brands to be in the gifting suites because you're going to get put in front of the eyes of a lot of people that are influential. And so this story is really dope. Yeah, it's a 14-year-old middle schooler. Her name is Amira Dior, train artist. She's a Brooklyn native. And she turned a birthday party into a launch party for her brand called Lane One. And the motto is speak without saying something. And the Academy Awards are actually flying her out to L.A. to be a part of the Academy Awards room that you were just talking about. The DPA Lux gift suite. And she's designing these shoes. She says she has these dreams of seeing her favorite celebrities wearing sneakers that she designed. And shout out to the Academy Awards for even just having the swag and the, and the drip to even acknowledge her and bring her out. Yeah, I'm really curious who's on their committee that said like, yeah, this needs to happen because it's usually somebody that's like in the mix that's finally like, you know what? Y'all need to stop arguing with me. I know what's cool. So congratulations to Amira Dior and I hope that she gets her dream and gets to see some of her celebs rocking her kicks. Don't forget the Academy Awards airs March 12th and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins and they are very white this year. And I like to see Rihanna perform Live Me Up as well. That's my favorite karaoke song right now. Live me up. That's how it sounds when she's singing it. <laughs> Your man, the face is crazy right now. Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want the Rihanna Navy over here. Listen, Riri Navy, listen, let, let's be clear. I am a member. I am a mm-hmm. card-carrying member of the Rihanna mm-hmm. Navy, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, Friday on the Amanda Seals show, right here in Nails. That is Amanda Seals on the other side. And we got this relationship topic that everybody wants to chime in on right here, right? So we're taking your calls at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Would you marry someone who was unemployed? Hello, Amanda. This is Sharifa. Absolutely, I would. Some people who are unemployed, it can be substantial. It could be, you know, that they were sick or... They lost their job. It could have been um, many of different factors for them to be unemployed. So, yes, would I marry someone unemployed? Yes, I would, because everyone may have some um, reason behind it, or they may not, but I would. Hi, Amanda. This is Asia. I would like to comment on your topic, would you marry someone who was unemployed? Generally speaking, I would say no. However, there are circumstances where I would consider it being that the person had a specific skill set or had been in um, the workforce for a very long time. They had like shifts in the company um, personnel and just things happen. So um, I can't really say yes or no, but I would definitely consider the circumstances and as long as that person was actively seeking employment and had like a substantial amount in their savings account, I mean, maybe. All right. We love hearing from you. So keep them calls coming. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, Things I Learned This Week is the Women's History Month edition. And I'm going to tell you all a lot of things that you may not have known about women's rights in this nation. And I'm not talking about the 1800s. I'm talking about the 70s, baby. Stick around. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's 
wrap it, wrap it up. It's time to hit the weekend. It's time to hit the weekend. I'm Amanda Seals, and this is the Amanda Seals Show, and we are signing off. Thank y'all for listening. We took a lot of calls. We talked about a lot of topics this week. If you missed any of what we did, make sure you go and get the podcast, The Amanda Seals Show, and you can check in and listen. You can tap in because our phones are open 24-7. Give us a call, one 855 8 that's one 262 We'll be back on Monday with more Black Era news. We got big ups, letdowns, and the usual shenanigans right here at the Amanda Seals Show. So we'll dive into all of that. Also, remember, Daylight Savings Time is this Sunday at 2 a.m. It springs forward. This is my favorite. I'm so tired of the sun setting at 5 p.m. Please stop it. Yes. Yes. We are getting... <laughs> Yeah, we're getting our day back. We're getting our day back. All right. So look out for that. Nails, you got anything that you want to let the people know about this weekend? Yeah, this weekend I'm down in Cincinnati. So if you're down there, holler at me at the Nasty Natty. Follow me on Instagram at DJ Nails with a Z. All my social media is DJ N-A-I-L-Z, like fingernails, DJ Nails with a Z at the end. And if you missed any part of the show, make sure you check out the latest editions of the Amanda Seal Show podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can stay connected with us on social media at Seals Said It as well. Have a great weekend. Remember, we are each other's business, y'all. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Be safe.